Welcome to the Balancing Act Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Strafford. Today, Andy and I are going to kick off a mini-series entitled Nobody Wants to Think Anymore. As we look past the attention-grabbing headline, of course, the purpose of this mini-series is to explore the important future-facing skill of critical thinking. Andy, I don't want to think too critically about this. How are you doing? How's life? We want to check in first before we dive into a meaty topic like this. Yeah, you know, life is great. Um, uh, it, it's also stressful because we're 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 in the last uh, kind of throes of uh, writing the 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 next book that uh, we'll be publishing later this year, uh, realistically. And uh, it's a it's it's always a very nervous time when you're getting close to pencils down on right, something right. where you could talk a lot more, but. You, you you don't want things to turn into a 500-page tome that nobody's ever going to pick up and read or or use as a, a doorstopper. Uh, Very or, good. Very good. Uh, the, other, the other typical application of a book like that, uh, and I've written them before, uh, there have been technical accounting right. books, is as... Uh, monitor stands. Right, laptop prop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. As, as funny you say that, as a uh, virtual video producer, I've many a time said, hey, do you have maybe a dictionary nearby or something nice and, and you know, meaty that you can put your laptop on top of to get your eyeline? Uh, well, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that you're near pencils down. That is, uh, uh, I'm sure, as you were saying, a uh, anxious time, but uh, I am somebody who never puts a pencil down when I'm writing. So I just have like four or five different 200 page things that never get done. So well, that might be a character flaw, but we can talk about that on a very different episode <laughs> of the balancing act. Um, I, I think, you know, we've talked about not wanting to work. We've talked about so many different topics through this, but critical thinking and the idea of, of how that applies across life, but more importantly, the workplace is such an important topic right now. And will continue to be as we see these debates about, what college is meant to be, what schooling is meant to be, and, and what our workplace learning models are meant to be. Uh, obviously, critical thinking is up there with the empathy we've talked about and the, the people skills. Um, yeah. I do want to ask the obvious question, though. You're, you, you started with the salacious headline. You, you, gave us, you gave us some meat on the bone here to dive in, but why? Like, What, what do you think drives this topic uh, by, by stating what you did? Yeah, I look, I think we can just all benefit from taking a step back and uh, building our critical thinking skills. Uh, we, it, it, we're at a very dangerous point in our society, in our economy, in the history of our country, where we're so divided and we, and we uh, have, uh, you know, we, we have very unbalanced uh, sources of how we get our news and how we, uh, you know, how we consume information and how we make decisions about what we're going to follow and and what we're not. And I'm seeing a lot of blind followership mm -hmm. happening in uh, in in our society right now that uh, that I think is a real danger. And I, I saw. Um, uh, one of our uh, great 50 states uh, in the United States has a flag that has the the statement, uh, united we stand, divided we fall. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never thought that I would say this in my lifetime, but gosh, I, I you know, divided we fall is becoming a, a very real 
uh, potential circumstance. And uh, so if this little miniseries can somehow uh, bring folks back towards center, uh, where we're making better decisions, better informed decisions through the process of critical thinking, uh, we'll all be better off. We have talked, though, about the importance of followership, right? The, the, the premise from your book and from the podcast way back in episode four. And their followership is a good thing. What's different here? What, what are we supposed to take away from differences between the two? Yeah, the, in that context, we are talking about leadership and how uh, leaders tend not to be great uh, followers. And, you know, this is all part and parcel of uh, critical thinking and, uh, and the concept of unconscious bias, which we'll talk about uh, a little later uh, in, in the episode. But th that train of thought was really to help leaders understand that they can't always be leaders, that there are circumstances where they have to take a step back and, uh, and, and follow. Uh, and and do so uh, in the right uh, in the right order in in right. the right proportions uh, based on based on their position and critical thinking has a lot, certainly has a lot to do uh, with, with that but I'm talking here more about blind followership and just getting on a train and going with that train irrespective of uh, of its message uh, that uh, that I think is so dangerous right now. Understood. Uh, it makes contextually a lot of sense of, of how we're going to dive further into it. And I think now is as good a time as any in the podcast to, to do just that. What exactly is critical thinking? Yeah, so I, I've done some research <laughs> on, the, on this topic, uh, as, as you might imagine. Uh, you know, having earned a PhD in finance from the University of Iowa, I like to fancy myself as a, a decent critical thinker, uh, having been through that, uh, that, that process of research and analysis and uh, information from multiple sources. Uh, so, but but I did, did a little little research here, and uh, I'm just going to read the definition as posed by uh, a pair of authors, uh, Scriven and Paul, back in 2003. Define critical thinking uh, as the intellectually disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing, applying, analyzing, synthesizing, and or evaluating information gathered from or generated by observation, experience, reflection, reasoning, or communication. And all of that then is a guide to some belief or action. Right. Uh, that, And th this is why I think, you know, we've got the cart before the horse here, that we form beliefs and we take action before doing the aforementioned uh, hard work to uh, to come to those uh, those opinions and and conclusion, and the authors go on to suggest, and I'm reading again, and I'll I'll, I'll quote the source, which is really important, uh, to suggest that critical thinking is based on universal intellectual values that transcend subject matter divisions, clarity, accuracy, precision, consistency, relevance, sound evidence, good reason, depth, breadth, and fairness are all part of, of the equation. So in that definition or that, that what, what followed from that, 
is clearly the word division. Yep. Uh, so the authors here have have thought about uh, have thought carefully about division. Uh, the other phrase that I would point out is evidence. So you talk uh, we talk about evidence based decision making, and that's going to be very important for us. And then the last word that really gets pulled out of all that is the concept of fairness. That there is this uh, this 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 equity or fairness uh, right. doctrine that kind of th thread that runs uh, runs through all of this. I, I love the well. I don't love that it happens, but I love that you pointed out the idea of believing something before you've learned about it. It is so prevalent right now, and it reminds me of from a, a learning perspective. Uh, I remember learning about uh, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious com competence, and unconscious competence and the stages of learning, right? And it feels mm -hmm. like there are a lot of unconscious, I'm not going to say incompetent people because it's very rude, but people who are coming to beliefs without actually doing not even the research, the 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 sort of bare minimum to understand a topic. Um, and that's polarized because of social media. I'll acknowledge that. It's not anything new per se, but we are seeing it. And I think you're pointing it out here from a critical thinking standpoint of not taking the time to do the work, not taking the time to learn about these things is really hindering a lot of people in growing in, in both a, a business sense and a personal sense. Um, as we talk about critical thinking, a little bit of a segue alert here, but many you know, key skills of the future list, World Economic Forum being the one that, that really stands out, the conference board and others, they all include critical thinking in some sort of top 10, right? You, you see it in that list somewhere. Realistically, for, from your point of view, what does somebody have to do to hone the skill of critical thinking? Yeah, so critical thinking is a higher order uh, pro set of processes. It relies upon a subset of of sub skills, uh, for lack of better terminology, that uh, that we'll call them. And uh, some of those sub skills are the ability to analyze, the ability to make an inference based upon a broad set of data, the ability to effectively communicate, uh, the ability to self reflect. To take a pause, we we talk about a half halt in my, in my book, Balancing Act. Yep. To, to just to just okay, check yourself. Is this what I is this what I truly believe? Uh, the this this the skill of problem solving, and then creativity and curiosity. You 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 have to have some level of uh, ability to be curious uh, to 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 think uh, to think critically. Uh, and and that going back to self-reflection, uh, uh, you know, when we talk about critical thinking and the dangers of critical thinking, you can be an awesome critical thinker, uh, and if you're applying it for selfish motivations uh, to take a broad set of data and bend it and twist it to yep. whatever narrative you want it to. <laughs> To 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 say lies, um, damn lies, and statistics, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is an application of critical yep. thinking, but uh, I would say that that is that can be useful, of course. Right. But you have to be aware, that, you know, just that 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 sub skill of of awareness, of being aware of of all that uh, all that surrounds you. I think is uh, is is incredibly important. So. Uh, you know, I, I point us back to our 
uh, elementary schools, our middle schools, and our in our high schools. You know, we we talk about critical thinking in a in a college or university setting, right. a, a higher education setting, but you, you really got to set that foundation early in schools and homes. Uh, and I stress homes uh, because yeah. a lot of your ability to think critically come and a lot of your unconscious bias comes from what happens around the dinner table and what you see your, you know, the actions that follow the words of your mentors and your parents and the coaches uh, that, uh, that, that surround you. So bottom line is we've got a lot of work to do. This isn't just a higher ed issue. This isn't uh, Hey, you're an adult start, start thinking like an adult, we, we got to draw the line back uh, quite a ways because these sub-skills that I'm talking about, about communication, if you don't have those uh, robustly honed, then your ability to think critically is, uh, is significantly hampered. A couple of uh, things popped into my head just to, to hammer down a little bit of what you said. The idea of uh, curiosity. Right. And this is a, yeah. a former podcast partner of mine, a, a man, you know, Mike uh, Palmer loves to use the word zeitgeist. And I don't know if this is still in the public zeitgeist, but Ted Lasso, the television show that, <laughs> that caught it, be curious, not judgmental. And it's not a yeah. Walt Whitman quote. It's misattributed. But it is such a fascinating way to approach life, because when you're judgmental, you're not learning new things. You're right. not trying to learn about someone or something. And this goes back to beliefs that are closely held without a reasoning why. And that's the other thing that pops into my head is from a very early age, we've been challenging our kids in, in this house to ask why. Not to ask why, you know, in a negative or, or, or pushing way, but why, why does this work this way? Why, why is this happening? Why did this happen? Uh, historically, mathematically, scientifically, ask the why. Uh, as a former journalism student, you know, the five W's mean a lot to me. Uh, and I think that's another way of thinking critically, right? Of, of really breaking down who, what, when, where, why, and obviously throw how in there uh, for a lot of people. But uh, fascinating. I think you're, you're hitting on a lot of you know, key points around how to reframe this conversation from your salacious headline uh, to, to this really uh, negotiable and understanding way of, of thinking about critical thinking. But I guess for this podcast, I've often said, I love your book. It's it's applied personally to me, but it's a, it's a business book. It's, it's management. Yeah. It's people. It's so how does critical thinking, why does critical thinking matter in a business environment? Yeah, it's all, um, so good decisions are really important throughout our personal lives and, and, our, and our business lives. Uh, people and business leaders that don't make good, thoughtful decisions uh, get burned. Uh, and they get burned more often uh, than those that uh, that make good decisions. Uh, so to avoid entropy in right. your in your business, uh, to make uh, better decisions, uh, the uh, the principles of critical thinking are incredibly important for you for you to understand as a leader and to get out of your own head and consume information from multiple sources and be really thoughtful. Uh, listen, uh, you know, listening is another uh, sub skill that we didn't talk about. That's that's very important for right. for critical thinking. You know, use your ears and your mouth in in that ratio. Uh, so, uh, from a business perspective, I, I would absolutely say that uh, critical thinking is is an essential uh, component to good decision making. 
Now, uh, Andy, I have to admit, uh, I have used your, we have uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason on my children <laughs> recently. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure your son who helps uh, produce these podcasts doesn't like to hear that because I'm sure he's heard it I, <laughs> the personal realm. But uh, my middle child did get that the other day of uh, nice. you need to listen to me. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason, my dear. Um, but I appreciate I appreciate that from you. And I will say for those listening, maybe some foreshadowing in my statements a couple of minutes ago, intentionally. So as we get to this next question, that's a lot to, to take in. It's a lot to remember and a lot to engage with on a daily basis when trying to think about all of these different aspects to critical thinking. Maybe I'm cheating a little bit here, but any shortcuts, any ways to, to make this simpler? Well, your, your five W's uh, from journalism, the, the, the five Y's from continuous improvement sure. or, yep. or lean thinking uh, that uh, that's, I think the shortcut is it is it, but it's not just five wise. It's five wise with an open mind yep. uh, and open ears, and and the willingness to listen to a position that does not align directly with uh, whatever belief system uh, you you have uh, calcified in your head. You can't and, make me do that, Andy. No, I'm kidding. No, just pro proving <laughs> your point. Right. Ex exactly. So, you know, the, the five whys are a really important tool uh, in many, many uh, settings, but but it's just, it, it's a head start to the critical thinking process is ask your, you, you got a problem statement in front of you, uh, instead of just taking the answer that somebody else gives you, ask why I, and drill down and drill down and you will get to root cause. Right. Uh, if you, if you ask enough whys, uh, and, and structure those whys in, in different ways. Well, what we're really saying here is, uh, can you ask good questions? So we talked about good decision-making just a little bit ago. And the other, uh, key, uh, skill is the ability to ask a, a really good, thoughtful question. Uh, and, and that's what I mean. P people always ask me, well, that five whys construct is really dumb, Andy. I just asked myself why again, and it was the same why that I had before. Well, that's not the point. Right. The point really is to ask as many really good, thoughtful questions that have some basis in a why <laughs> uh, to, to drill down to root cause and have those open ears and have that open mind to uh, at least temporarily uh, take that whatever it is into working memory look at it uh, and and determine whether that's useful information for the decision that you're that you're making or it's superfluous and uh, and, right. and 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 is not really a good input to the decision making process right you're not telling people to be a toddler and ask why over and over again <laughs> just keep repeating that it's why yeah. and it's why and right. it's why yeah, absolutely it makes a ton but of as sense parents but as parents, oh, we shut that down yep. way too much and way too early. Uh, and I, I did that, you know, our, oh, yeah, of course. our sons, uh, Nicholas and Brandon. Why, mom? Why, dad? Why, 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 why? And as a parent, you get tired of it. Because but, I said so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
because I said so. And we got to stop doing that. And we have to encourage three, four, five-year-olds to ask more whys and ask more questions. And as parents, it's our obligation to learn and then coach and guide to the extent extent that we can. Sometimes you got to shut down the questioning. (laughs) Because you can't go on forever. Exactly. You have to get to a point where you have a conclusion. You have the root cause. You have to right. get there. Um, I will say it was always fun with my brother uh, who has no children as of right now. Um, when my daughter saw him, he would answer the questions. He'd just keep answering the why. And yeah. they loved it because and he loved it because he just thought it was hysterical that they just kept asking why and he kept explaining things. Um, but it, it worked because my wife and I could just <laughs> take some time <laughs> off and they still got their their engagement. Um uh, the the five whys was something I was not aware of till working uh, at our former I- employer, Kaplan, right. uh, which has some lean tendencies in certain parts of the organization. Um, and I loved it. I, I lo- loved it because it was coming from an engineering world. Like it was coming from a lean or success, like the, the engineering of processes. But it made sense to my sort of critical thinking, my, you know, uh, enjoyment of understanding uh, and got to the same place. Right. The, the, the root cause, the why. And asking good questions reminds me of improv. Yes, and. Okay, why and? I get my first answer. Let's keep drilling down until we get to uh, the root cause. What other advice do you have for individuals who want to improve here, improve their critical thinking skills? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is recognize that uh, our media sources have bias in them. Right. Uh, And... Uh, irrespect, almost irrespective of the media source. Now, there are some that are claiming to be only fact-based, uh, but even those might have some uh, some unconscious hidden agenda. I, I, you know, there are certainly media sources where people are walking around the halls uh, saying, we are going to take a conservative stance only, or we are going to, going to take a liberal stance only, and we are only going to send and support the, these messages. But most media sources uh, have a more altruistic uh, uh, bent. The people that are working for them want to do good. But, but even then, you can get caught in echo chambers, you yep. can get... Uh, the unconscious bias uh, can can take can take over. So get your information from multiple trusted, uh, and if you don't like the word trusted, use the, replace it with the word credible. Right. Uh, so credible uh, sources of news and information. If you find yourself listening to the same thing over and over again, you are by definition caught in an echo chamber. <laughs> Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, and you hear the same thing over and over and over again, yep. and that calcifies attitudes. It calcifies behaviors. It gets that un- those unconscious biases just ground into granite in in yourself. So uh, that's number. That's really number one. Um, and then commit to lifelong learning. If you're lifelong curious, you're a lifelong learner. You're always learning. You're always growing. By definition, you've got those open ears. You've developed that uh, that open mind. You're used to uh, looking at problems from multiple vantage points uh, because that's what the learning process uh, is is all about. And then the last piece of in, of of advice that I would have from a business perspective yep. is invest in commercial acumen and what. 
I mean by commercial acumen or what some call business acumen is taking the blinders off and learning about how the business functions, Ah. not just your work, your set of processes, your standard work. You got to look outside the department and see where the flow happens. Where does my, where do my outputs become inputs for somebody else? And what is their way of working and how do they consume uh, my, my, my outputs and create value along the, along the value stream? It's that kind of uh, of understanding of how a business works that is going, again, going to help lead to better decisions, uh, better flow within, uh, with, within the business. It's uh, breaking down the personal and uh, professional silos that exist, or, or at least getting outside of them from time to time, uh, yeah. letting yourself, I, I like the idea of taking the blinders off we just passed the Kentucky Derby. A lot of those horses uh, wear blinders to not scare uh, when running, but we, we need to take those off. We need to get scared is the wrong word, but I, I, I've been trying to work a lot on being more comfortable being uncomfortable, being yeah. just uh, aware that being uncomfortable is a good thing. And when we avoid being uncomfortable, uh, we typically avoid anything that we don't like or that we don't know. And when you yeah. do that, to Andy, your point, you're, you're putting yourself in that echo chamber. You're putting yourself in the consistent warmth of the same thought over and over again. And while it feels comfortable, it can get pretty dicey over, over the course of time. Uh, yeah, great what, topic. What, 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 let me just jump in here and, yeah. and ask you, uh, was there an event in your career where critical thinking was just absolutely essential to, uh, to a better outcome that, that uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but how does critical thinking work for you? Yeah, I think I like to think I should rephrase that. I like to think critical thinking is a key component of all of my my work. Um, but to your point, even yeah, I, listeners may not know I'm mainly a, a video audio multimedia producer, right? So that can become a very echo chamber job where you're doing the same product project over and over again. You're producing uh, a podcast or a live stream or a video. Um, I would say, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. I, uh, Kaplan went through some changes when I was there. Um, and I, I think thinking critically through the implications of our internal live events and the messaging that we were providing was a big step for the new organization that came through. Uh, candidly, I don't know if it landed where I wanted it to, um, but I think it was an exercise that allowed everyone to sort of, you know, to peel some layers off the onion to an extent and really dive in and understand where the the problems were and understand and, and shine some light on them and shine, you know, and I think that was through critical thinking and, and really being curious about the different functions that were coming together, the different workflows that were coming together. And I, there's still work to be done there. There's some great people still doing that work uh, there. Uh, but I think those first couple of live events where we were able to really dig into data, dig into messaging, dig into why are we even doing this? Why, like, why is this something we're doing every quarter was a very key part in my professional development and my professional uh, trajectory in what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be a part uh, of whatever company I'm going to be a part of. Yeah, we you know we just uh, finished our mini series on nobody wants to work anymore, yep. which is uh, around 
you know, around uh, new attitudes between self and and work 100%. and our contributions uh, to work. Uh, that that those decisions about whether I engage in the great resignation or the great reset and I look for greener pastures uh, somewhere else, uh, that decision should uh, rely upon critical thinking. Uh, oh, 100%. And, and unfortunately, uh, we're reading some stories of some folks that have not applied critical thinking to those decisions, just jumped ship because, uh, well, everybody else was, so I should try it too, and decide and found out that the grass is not greener on the other side, that, yeah, that extra dollar of pay is not worth <laughs> my pain and suffering that I am right. experiencing because my personal purpose doesn't align with the the purpose of the business that I jumped uh, ship for, for example. Andy, so, I know we're, we're coming to the end here, but it's a fascinating thing to me. Um, I think we've made this analogy before. Work is a lot like dating to me, right? You, you see something on the surface, maybe on a dating app or whatever it might be, and you don't really know the, what, what lurks in the bottom drawer of the dresser until you yep. move in together. And yep. I think companies are largely the same way, right? You, they have marketing and, and HR arms that are out there to make the companies look great, right? To make them uh, uh, desirable. And yep. sometimes you don't know the truth till you start working there. And you then have to make those critical decisions. Hopefully you're critically thinking about it. Okay, do I jump ship again? Do I, do I put that blot on my resume of showing that I started a job and left three months later? Can I explain that? The whys, right? Yeah. Why did you leave? What, and can you drill down? And I think you're right. There are a lot of people who, who didn't think that through or still are not thinking it through and are just sort of jumping, hoping to land eventually. And... <laughs> I won't make the full analogy with the dating again, but that, that's not the best look uh, when, yeah. when uh, jumping so much. And I, I think critical thinking plays such a huge part. And any final thoughts? I know I just threw a, a doozy of analogy out there as we're closing, but uh, any final thoughts here uh, on critical thinking or what you want people to take away or do next or you know, call to action on, on how, how to make those next steps in, in critical thinking? Well, I think the call to action is uh, we've got four uh, really great guests coming up, at least. We may extend the series uh, uh, beyond that. This could uh, be a series, not a mini-series. I'm not putting any pressure on you. but could, um, could, but. Be, could be a series and, and not a mini-series, absolutely. And uh, please listen in. To, uh, to our subsequent episodes on this topic uh, with open ears and open mind. And I appreciate you as a listener. So thank you. So much content from uh, Andrew Tempty and his uh, son and team and working towards new offerings as well. Where can folks find it to remind them? AndrewTempty.com? Yeah, AndrewTempty.com or you find me on LinkedIn. Uh, please like, subscribe, uh, rate, you know, all of those things. All those things. And comment and share. And, and uh, this is, it, we know when you find a podcast you love and you want it all to be yours because you want the tips, you want the tricks to move forward. It's tough to share with your colleagues and friends. Share the podcast. Send it on the, the internet. Share it on Slack. Post it on your LinkedIn. Make sure to tag Andy. Uh, and if you have questions, comments, uh, Andy is uh, very active over on LinkedIn and on his website as well. So don't forget that. Uh, until next time, though, this has been The Balancing Act with Dr. Andrew Tempty.